Have you ever been moving through your week? Things are going great. You're feeling good. And then suddenly you see someone in your environment. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's somebody you don't even know on social media. And they're doing something at a higher level than you are. They have something that's better than what you have. And although you know you shouldn't be comparing yourself, suddenly you feel discontented or you feel guilty because you feel like you should have done that or you should have that. Ah, Now you're totally distracted and your joy is gone and you're frustrated with yourself because you know you shouldn't be making those kinds of comparisons. Psychologists call it upward social comparisons. And coming up next on the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, I'm going to talk about why we do it more than ever before and how you can stop so you can get your joy and your focus back. If you've landed here on this podcast, then I already know two things about you. One, you've probably already accomplished amazing things. And two, you're interested in learning more about improving your personal level of success. This is the Successful Women Think Differently podcast, and I'm your host, Valerie Burton. I'm a personal and executive coach, best-selling author of more than a dozen books, and founder of the Coaching and Positive Psychology Institute. Are you ready to close the gap between where you are now and where you really want to be? Then let's dive into today's episode. So upward social comparisons. This is when we compare ourselves to those we feel are doing better. It's an upward comparison, not a downward. We're not noticing that we have come along much further than perhaps someone else, but we're always looking to those we feel are ahead, those we feel are doing better. And it isn't something often we talk about. It's something that's up here. It's about what we are thinking. And it causes several problems. One, If you've ever been taught or you just know that making these kinds of comparisons is unhealthy, um, you can get frustrated with yourself or feel badly that you're even having those thoughts, that you're actually comparing yourself to others. But the other piece is that we are bombarded today with so much information about what everybody else is doing. You know, it started years ago with reality television, which, of course, we all know is not actually reality. (laughs) It's a fiction picture presented as nonfiction. And when you buy into it, it can really do a number on your thinking. But followed by reality television, of course, now we are 15 years into social media. And if you are like millions of others every day, you scroll And there's nothing necessarily bad about looking at social media. Um, I I love social media. I love being able to connect. In fact, I married my husband, Jeff, because we were Facebook friends and we went to middle and high school together and he uh, saw Successful Women Think Differently, the book on uh, at the airport in Atlanta and he's a pilot and he tagged me and when he tagged me we realized we both lived in the Atlanta area and we had lunch and the rest is history it's been more than a decade since that happened so you know I'm not anti-social media but the fact of the matter is social media exposes us to so much information and oftentimes especially when we're just looking at other people's feeds And what they're sharing, we're looking at their highlight reel, and then we're comparing it to 
hour behind the scenes, everything that's going on in our own lives. And so whether it's social media or some other type of media or people in your immediate environment that you feel are doing better, there is a lot of opportunity for upward social comparisons. And they can steal your joy. Most of us have heard the uh, you know, the statement that comparison is the thief of joy, but often it is. If you weren't comparing yourself to others, if you were really focused on your own immediate environment and where you uniquely are meant to be, on um, what you're meant to be doing, and you didn't have those comparisons, you'd be pretty joyful. You would pay attention to your own progress and how you're learning and growing. And there wouldn't be the opportunity to constantly be looking uh, at what others are doing and saying, oh, should I be doing that too? Or should I have that too? The other thing it does besides steal joy and create that sense of discontentment is that when we are looking at what others are doing, we often lose our own focus and we get distracted from our path. I'm wondering if this has ever happened to you. Um, when you lose focus, then you start to doubt your path. You begin second guessing what you are supposed to be doing and you lose focus. So I was talking to a friend recently and she shared very, very transparently about um, a situation that happened just last week. And she said that uh, there's a colleague of hers. They do basically the same thing. Um, they're in business. Uh, both of them are in business for themselves. Um, and my friend is so good at what she does. Like she is completely right in the middle of her calling, her gift. And everyone who knows her or even has a chance to experience her for even a few moments can see that. And she knows that. Um, but last week, a colleague of hers in her field um, landed on a television show as a guest expert um, doing the same thing. Now, this is a colleague that my friend has actually been called in before to help. <laughs> so not by not by her colleague, but called in by people who were hiring both of them, basically because my friend is actually talented, not just at her gift, but talented at connecting with others, at building bridges, at just being a consummate professional at how she presents what she presents. So she's very strategic about it. And it's a unique combination of creativity and strategy and professionalism. So imagine that you've been called in to fix problems created by a colleague of yours. <laughs> like uh, that colleague maybe isn't the best with people. Um, that colleague sometimes has caused some communication issues, um, hasn't been the best at presenting their ideas, even though they're talented. So imagine you're in that situation and then you realize that this colleague, you might even in some ways consider competitor of yours, ends up being celebrated on a television show. So she's sharing how this happened. And 
you know, she's on good terms with this person. And she acknowledges this person is talented, but she still felt this tinge of not just jealousy, but why am I not doing that? Gosh, I should be further along. This is what I ought to be doing. And why haven't I been intentional about seeking out these types of opportunities? And yeah, this is how that conversation was going in her head. And then she started on, you know, I actually, business-wise, I'm actually doing better. But it appeared on this show, like this person is just way ahead of where they actually are. Now, of course, these are all judgments, but this is sometimes where our minds go. And we have to be intentional about notice what, noticing what we're thinking and how it's impacting us. Why? Because successful women think differently. And if you get hyper-focused on what someone else is doing and whether or not you think they deserve it and you should be doing this or that, or even getting really caught up in your path and whether you're taking the right steps or not. So as we talked it through, she actually said, you know, I don't have the same focus in terms of clients that my colleague does. And whether or not I'm on a television show doesn't actually validate the significance and the value of what I provide. And I'm actually happy for my colleague. This is her focus. She's far more focused in an area where TV appearances matter. So what am I doing? Why am I losing my focus? Why am I allowing this to distract me? And why am I beating myself up for my own choices? I asked her a couple of questions because as a coach, you know, <laughs> that's what I do. And one of the questions was simply, so what's the message in this for you? And she said, you know, the message is I feel really good about where I am right now. And there's a lot of people in my field who have a completely different focus that really is heavily weighted by getting validation from media sources. But that's not my focus. And I'm actually really happy doing what I do. And I need to stay laser focused on my vision that I'm walking in right now celebrate colleagues who focus in a different way and are finding their way and recognize that these types of opportunities don't determine whether or not I'm successful or I'm good at what I do. That's not a measure of success for me. It might be a measure for my colleague, but it's not actually a measure of success for me. And then I just saw this joy come back. Like, oh, this is my unique journey. And wow, I'm making a choice that's true to who I am. And it's actually a different choice for my field. And I need to be reminded of that because that's unique to me. So when we find ourselves in these upward social comparisons, we need to notice when it happens. We need to notice the, the discontentment 
We need to notice how it distracts us from what we need to be doing. We need to notice how the guilt comes in to beat ourselves up because now we're looking at expectations that might not even be our own and beating ourselves up because we're not meeting those expectations. Um, and then we also need to pay attention when we are comparing ourselves upwardly in this way and we lose perspective. We lose perspective on our own progress, um, our own definition of success, um, because it's very easy to only compare yourself to those who are moving ahead and to not notice how far you've actually come and that there are those who could benefit um, from your knowledge, those who are actually looking up to you the way that you may be looking up to someone else. So why do we compare in the first place? I think this is a really important question. Why do we compare in the first place? Comparison provides us with a sense of um, validation, a sense of security, because what we're looking for is what is our relative position compared to others? This is really about survival. If we go way back to ancient times, right? Um, we're humans. And as human beings, we are wired to protect ourselves. We are wired to um, to sense threats and to use fear as a way to determine what we ought to do next. And you may not have thought of it in this way, but if you are looking around you to figure out your relative position, what you're actually trying to figure out is what next step do I need to take to improve my position? If I'm comparing only upward and I see myself down here, like really low on that ladder because I'm not noticing those who are coming up behind me, I'm only noticing those who are ahead, I'm going to feel like I'm at the bottom of that ladder and I have a long way to go. And that stress will kick in and we move into this hyperachievement, overachievement uh, state where we're not noticing, wait a minute, I've lost my perspective here. So we compare because we're looking for information. And ultimately, information is about survival. If I can notice where I am, I can notice what I need to do, I can improve my position with this knowledge, and that's going to improve my chances for surviving, perhaps even thriving, perhaps even being in a position where I'm, I'm ahead of the pack, I'm leading. And we don't even notice that that's actually what we're doing. Now, there are some positives that we can take away. Um, when we compare, because as human beings, we naturally compare. We don't need to beat ourselves up because we're comparing. We need to notice when we're doing too much of it and when it is not balanced, when we are only comparing upwardly and always feeling like we're somehow behind. That's problematic. But even when we're comparing upwardly, the aim if we are to do it in a way that's helpful and healthy, the aim can be inspiration. It can be motivation. And that can actually lead to growth. So surely there are people around you who, when you think about your own goals, they've already been there and done that. And so what you might ask yourself is, what can I learn from their journey? How might I be inspired 
by what it is that I'm seeing without condemning myself for not already being there. Instead, I look at it as an opportunity to learn. If what you're seeing in others genuinely aligns with your values and what matters to you and what's really meaningful, choose to step out of comparing for the point of beating yourself up, of feeling guilty, of um, being discontented, and instead say, what can I learn from this? So let's say you are looking at someone and, and you admire their parenting skills. Rather than beating yourself up because, gosh, they're always calm and they seem to always know the answer with their kids and they don't seem to get flustered. And my goodness, their kids are so polite and they're doing all the right things. <laughs> if instead you were to say, is there something for me to learn? I've found this uh, in my in my own life. When I'm really transparent and I'm saying, wow, I'm noticing this about, and I've done this with with one of my cousins. I have a cousin, Pam. She's got uh, three kids, and I just admire uh, how she handles having three kids and being a teacher and, um, and teaching her kids, too. Like, she's just good uh, at that. Um, but I'm going to tell you what's helped me more than anything. When I've been transparent and I've said, hey, how do you do this? Um, how do you not get flustered or... Um, how is it that you helped your child to grow in this area? And she shared back with me very transparently that sometimes my perceptions <laughs> of her parenting are only looking at the highlights. And she has shared with me the struggles. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's had the same challenges that I've had. Right. So a lot of times when we are comparing um, and we're not asking, what can I learn? And we're not being transparent. We don't have that opportunity to learn and grow from others. For those people who are in your immediate environment that you have a relationship with, use it as an opportunity to deepen the relationship. To say, hey, what might I learn from this? How could I be inspired and how can that then be a catalyst for my own growth? So here are a few simple things to do. If you find yourself over-comparing, decrease your exposure because you know you're tempted. If you are on social media too much, or if there are particular people that are triggering you to feel guilty, to feel discontented, to lose your focus, unfollow for a while. Like, you can hit the snooze on them, <laughs> maybe for 30 days. You can unfollow. That doesn't mean that you don't like the person. It means you're being self-aware and you're saying, I need to cut back on my exposure while I'm growing in this area, right? Um, another thing you can do is to focus on your own progress. So when you find yourself comparing, oh, they've got, in your opinion, a better relationship, a uh, better body, better uh, job, better business, whatever it is, um, better financial position, being able to say, okay, what is my focus in this area? What are my values in this area? 
What is the progress that I have made? What is my opportunity for growth right now? What have I learned? What am I learning? Refocus your energy on your unique path. This is so very important. And it leads to my third point, which is it's so important that you intentionally stop comparing yourself to others in an upward way that leaves you discontented and start comparing yourself to yourself. Where am I compared to where I was a year ago, a week ago? Where am I wanting to be a month from now, a year from now? What will I need to do to get there? When we focus on ourselves and our own growth and we're only comparing ourselves to ourselves because we are unique, our situations are unique. And if we can be intentional about saying, how am I choosing to grow? And how will I measure that growth? And we hyper-focus on that comparison. We will catapult ourselves to the next level. The only one you can change and grow is you. So comparing yourself to yourself. Where was I? Where am I? Where am I going? And being intentional about that is how the most successful people think differently when tempted by comparison. This is simple, but it can be hard. But with practice, you can do it. When you reconnect with your own values and your own sense of purpose, and you reconnect with where you're going, maybe you need to pick that vision board back up again. But maybe you need to revisit your purpose and what your goals are and what impact you're meaning to make. That's huge. And then lastly, and I think this is the simplest one, and for me, it's, it's the easiest and it's the most um, enjoyable. Oftentimes, when we hyper-focus on what we think we're doing wrong, what our problems are, one of the best things we can do is say, who can I help? I want you to notice who is not nearly as far along as you are. They haven't made the progress you've made but they could benefit by your encouragement. You could have an immediate impact on them. When we find a way to serve others, we put our lives into perspective. So who could you help? How could you serve? This in itself is so simple. And yet when we're doing a lot of upward social comparisons, focused on those we think are doing better, we behave as though those are the only people in the world. But when we notice that we have something to offer that someone else could benefit from, someone who perhaps is trying to get to a point where we are in a certain area of our lives, we shift our perspective. We balance out that sense of comparison and expectation. We eliminate some of that discontentment and we get joy from serving and refocusing ourselves on others. So I don't know where this message hits for you, but as I said, we have more opportunity than ever before to compare and to compare and to compare up. <laughs> and when we do that, we are tempted to not only be discontented, but to get distracted. If you want to refocus on where you're going, focus on comparing yourself to yourself, and don't forget how you can serve others 
you can be inspiration. You can be the encouragement that someone else needs. Remember, how far you go is largely determined by how much you are willing to grow. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. And if you know someone that struggles with upward social comparisons, will you share this episode with them? I want to help them too. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. My goal with this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies to help you close the gap between where you are and where you really want to be. But if you're looking for some more in-depth help, then I invite you to join us in the Successful Women's Academy. Each month in SWA, I give you the tools you need to coach yourself to conquer the fears, habits, and distractions that threaten to get in the way of your biggest dreams, sabotage your joy, and keep you from being the best version of yourself. You can find out more by visiting ValerieBurton.com forward slash SWA. I'll see you in the next episode of the Successful Women Think Differently podcast. Podcast.